welcome to the LHC, where today we are finally talking about Fire Emblem Three Houses. Only f- we did talk about Fire Emblem a Three little Houses. bit last week, a little bit, but then we ended up sort of filling in the blanks behind our experience of Fire Emblem, and so now you have been playing, as we said right at the beginning, Three Houses, and you've joined. You've decided to teach. I mean, the Blue Lions, yes. I have. Just before we talk about the actual game, though, I've just realised the logistics of this is going to be annoying now because we're recording this on the Saturday after the release day of yesterday. Mm. So I've played all of yesterday and, well, all of the evening of yesterday. No, it's a Sunday, isn't it? Is it Sunday? Yeah, it's a Sunday. It's a Sunday. Yeah. So yes, I played all of yesterday and the evening after work on Friday. So I've played it for the two days. But that also means that because we recorded the other one and we're going to have to release that first, mm. this isn't going to come out until like three weeks after the game's finished, you know, being released. And this is early thoughts. This is going to be really out of date. Yeah. But, but uh, oh, yeah, just to be really clear, this is really early thoughts. And I haven't played that much yeah, because it's only been out of two days. Stuff, isn't it, you said? So this is like, yeah. thoughts, well, this is good because we know that the... The, the plot is divided in half, kind of, don't we? So. Oh, you do? I don't. I haven't got to the. I know there's a time skip because I haven't been able to avoid well, yeah, so, spoilers on Exactly. Don't talk about it, but you know that there's a time skip and everything, so. I unfortunately do, and I'm trying to not to think about it. Is it is a pity that you couldn't get away from that, but they, they friggin' advertised it like that, so. Oh, no, I've avoided the adverts oh, even as well. Good for you. I just. I know it's. It, part of it is going like part one, mm. and I know there's going to be a part two, and I'm also aware of like. When I've checked mechanics or something online, someone people go, "Oh yeah, in part two it's," and I've gone, "Stop reading! Stop reading! Stop reading!" <laughs> but um, yeah, no. So so, as I said in the last one, I did talk a bit about it in the last time. At first, I didn't get on with the game. I was playing it on Friday night. At the end of Friday night, I actively was annoyed at it, mm. and it was largely because the game hadn't fit my preconceptions, and in the way that it didn't fit them, it had annoyed me. Mm. And actually, um, my wife recommended I just start it again with my now knowledge of what the game was and just go for it. But I decided I was just going to push through and not do the previous like five hours I think I did on a Friday mm-hmm. night um, beforehand. So the things... I actually do like it now, just to be clear. I like it a lot. Mm. Like I would like to be playing it now, but instead I have to talk to some idiot about it. <laughs> Ugh, it's annoying. <laughs> but um, I actually still have this literally... It's, wait, wait, hold on. Where is it? And I'm just going to... So... Have you got it? Yep, I can hear it. <laughs> it. I'm literally playing it. I was literally playing it during... Wait, wait. Yes, Your Highness. Please be careful. See, I am. I was. I was literally playing it when we started this, and I was playing it uh, up until the last second when I had to turn it off to record. But um, so the things I, I started. The, the things that I started with. So I came in sort of expecting a Fire Emblem game in the new style, you know, Awakening of Fates and everything. And I wasn't that disappointed when they let me uh, pick my character's gender, mm-hmm. and so both fake. And Awakening did a thing where they said, you are the strategist. You are here to drive the plot somewhat, but other people will take care of a lot of it. And um, pick your name. You get some influence on your personality, certainly on your like backstory, because it doesn't really go you into it much. You get your boon and your and bane. And kind of, you get your you get boon, a bit of, you get your bane. In Fates and Awakening, you can sort of change your appearance a bit as well. Oh, you can change your appearance quite a lot, in fact. And also, you can pick your um, secondary, like, 
class which will be allowed to be unlocked once you stop being the generic class. Mm. And I was like, okay. And usually they give you the option of being a mage or being um, a physical fighter or being both. <laughs> and I always do all three. Mm. I have one file of physical, one file of magic, and one file of uh, just sort of a hybrid who hits both. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I really enjoyed that. So I was debating because I thought, well, there's three houses. It's easy. I'll do one mage. I'll do one fighter and I'll do one medium Mm. between the two. Jack of all trades, he won. Mm. And that's absolutely not what you do or can do. I mean, you kind of can focus on those things, but you're not really given that as an option because you're given your character and your character has, um, as all characters do, a list of things that you can do, that you are good at, and things that you are not good at. And you have no control over this whatsoever. Nor do you have any control over your character's appearance Mm. or personality or any of it, really. And so you you just load it up and the game tells you that you have a skill in swords, you have a skill in leadership, you have a skill in uh brawling that's the other one so you get those three skills by default you have um weaknesses in a lot of the other areas and you have a hidden potential in faith which is healing magic and light magic mm. and you don't have any choice that is who your character is it just is yeah cuz i get the feeling this one even though this is the main character and even though you pick their uh gender i think um it's they're more like the old lord main character but you yeah, just got to who pick. you just don't have you just don't have any real control over who they are or what they can do yeah. you just get given this is roy roy uses rapiers and swords if you evolve him to being a lord he will also get the use of lances mm. congratulations enjoy yeah and that's somewhat fine but it's not what i expected like i say my problem with the game originally was basically due to my expectations. So I was wanting to come in with a very physical fighter because I, I have three characters I generally use for this and they've all got their own backstories and personalities because so I tend to use... Um, I'm fairly lazy. I don't make up a new character for every game. I transplant my own templates of characters across games mm. depending on what I feel is the most appropriately interesting to me for the story, mm. which is why I've got like 10 uh, Skyrim files and things <laughs> like that but um, so the one I decided on for this was my because um, I was told I was a mercenary and so my wife's playing this game as well and I thought sometimes when I've bought a new game and I've played it obsessively with her in the room the fact that she's seen me playing it has made her want to play it or the, sometimes the fact that she's watched me play it has meant she doesn't feel the need to mm. and she's a huge fan of Fire Emblem she's actually been playing um, Awakening again in the run-up to this release date just to sort of get like because she couldn't wait for the release date basically wow (laughs) um so she just decided to pick up an older one uh no so so i didn't want to do something that was going to dis dis you know destroy her enjoyment of it so i said you go first about picking which of the three sides you want and we looked up a bit of uh, information about all three of them and which gender you want and I'll pick the other gender and I'll pick the other sides and I like having the option to marry the major player if I want to so I decided I was going to use my, two of my female characters on the two male leads and a female character and a male lead on the female leads character mm. and that all seemed to be great and I was planning on looking forward to it so it was decided that I was going to go for the blue lions and from what I knew about the blue lions it was 
like hard decisions and pragmatism about a really good person who's had to do like dark evil things and it's been a lot of and I thought that's perfect for this template I like this character so I was going to go for a swords axes brawler um very melee very physical based uh character who was quite stoic and who had this sort of type and, blah, blah, blah. and I had all this in my head and then I was told nope this is what you like <laughs> and it actually fairly fit the character I wanted to play which is fine but it annoyed me that I was just being given a template that I didn't have any control over. Mm. So that sort of got my back up a bit at the beginning as well. Mm. And also, um, so the dialogue at the opening is clunky as hell. It's really like my dad is called Exposition Man because he basically stands up to tell me things that I clearly would know. <laughs> like, I guess that's the life of being a mercenary because you and I are both mercenaries. Ha 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 ha. And I don't know that he's my dad. That was the other thing that really annoyed the crap out of me, right? Because you don't get told this. You just get told. You get woken up and he's like, well, we did well in the mercenary fight we just did because we're mercenaries. Now we're going to have to go to that other place because I've just accepted a job, a job because we're mercenaries. It's in the north and it's because of this. And he keeps explaining things that I would clearly know because I've clearly lived with this person and I'm working for them as their second in command of their mercenary troop. Okay, fine, that's just annoying. And then we encounter the major characters which are going to pull the plot in the direction of the actual plot. And they say, oh, who's this person? Is he your dad? And I thought, my character that I'm playing is kind of a straight-laced, tell-it-as-it-is person. This isn't my dad, because I don't think it is. And my options are, they're a stranger to me, um, they're a bandit or that's my parent right and I was like I'm not going to say they're a bandit because I'm not the sort of person that's going to say a joke that might get someone shot with an arrow or you know freak we've literally just been attacked by bandits and after the battle I say yeah this guy's a bandit that's not exactly a joke that's not got some level of risk and I'm not doing that one and I'm not going to joke that they're my parent because they're not my parent so I said this person's a stranger to me I didn't want to say it because I knew they were a friend of mine who I've been working with for years, but then it turned out it was my parent! Yep. <laughs> and my dad disapproved of the fact that I disowned him. And I went, I didn't want to disown you, I just didn't... You literally never mentioned you were my parent! <laughs> so that sort of got my back up a bit as well. And the clunky dialogue just got worse and worse about why I don't know anything. And it's all well and good when, you know, you get dropped into Final Fantasy X from a world that's very different and they're like, you don't know anything? And they keep commenting and going, oh God, can you believe we have to explain this to this guy? Or some people who <laughs> join a hidden, like, you know, men in black, you join a hidden organization and of course nobody bloody knows about it. Harry Potter needs everything explained to him because he doesn't know he's a wizard mm. until someone turns up and goes, you're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> what does that involve exactly? Well, let me tell you. And again, while he's being told, everyone keeps expressing disbelief he doesn't know about this sort of thing. And so the fact that he keeps expositioning me when I should know this sort of stuff was kind of annoying me. And then later on, it turned out that they were doing the Harry Potter thing where apparently my dad has managed to raise me for 20 years. Again, weird plot stuff I know is going to turn up, which means I'm secretly a dragon or I've appeared or my dad is ageless or I'm ageless or who even fucking knows at this point. <laughs> but there's going to be a weird nonsense. But right now, according to the plot, as far as I know it, my dad has raised me for 20 years without mentioning that this is a religious continent. <laughs> like, like, I've literally never heard of the religion. And I'm just standing there like, huh? Who's the, 
Who's the goddess? Who's the pope? What? what? Who's the pope? I didn't know there was a pope. It's like, oh my god, you're the most sheltered person that this is possible to be imagined. You know? And that was... I know it's going to be a plot reason why he kept everything from you. But I'm just sort of like, how? How do you keep not knowing what the capital is? Or the fucking... Like, if I had a 20-year-old person in front of... If I had a child who was 20 and I asked them who the head of the Catholic religion was... If they didn't say the Pope, I'd be kind of disappointed, you know? Mm. And if, if, if I said, what's the capital of the country we're in? And they didn't fucking know. <laughs> if I said, are you aware of anything at all that isn't about how you stab that dude or how you move troops on a battlefield? I would be a bit uh, disappointed that they'd had such a terrible upbringing. <laughs> and it was all my fault because I'm apparently their only fucking parent. So now this was annoying me. So I was getting annoyed at the clunky dialogue. I was getting annoyed that... They hadn't given a good reason why I was the idiot who doesn't know anything, unlike several games which have done it really well. And it just it wasn't an organic learning experience about the thing. I mean, hell, you had a little bloody cutscene which was, The land of Fodheim is divided into three major territories. In the north, you have the blue team. In the west, you have the red team. They also do the south. And in the east, the yellow team. Here are their likes, their dislikes. Here's how they run their countries. Here's the people who are in charge. And I'm like, thank you, narrator. Narrator managed to give me exposition. And because they're the frickin' narrator, it was fine. All you have to do is give the narrator the job of telling the audience what's going on. And I don't have to look like a prat in every cutscene when I'm like, what's that now? Who's that? What's that? I don't understand. And everyone has to explain who everybody is and what's going on. And I'm the professor! Mm. Are you kidding me? It's just annoying. Yeah, you're the professor. You're yeah. supposed to teach people stuff and they spend most of the time... <laughs> most of the time talking about telling you stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, every time I have a mission, it was get your quest from your house leader and then do it and then report to your house leader. And I was like... Who's the professor here? Yeah. Right? Because I'm pretty <laughs> sure when I went to school and uni, the teacher didn't come in and just go, uh, so who's the class rep? It was you. What am I doing today, <laughs> class rep? And the class rep goes, I would like it if you could go and find me 10 different herbs, come back and show the class how to use them. Right, got it. I'll go and find that then. And then they go around. Then they come back and go, so today's lesson, according to Jeff, class rep, <laughs> is that I'm going to teach you about these 10 freaking herbs. No, it's just stupid. I feel my so, yeah, I was getting a bit as a teacher at that. hasn't been respected. <laughs> exactly. The thing is, right, I looked at the back of the box where it said, you're the professor, and I thought, that's an interesting mechanic, that you are a professor of strategy and tactics, and that's why you're the strategist. That really works. And again, my preconception that I was going to be an established teacher of strategy and tactics, and that's why when war broke out, I was immediately made, named the strategist of the group, Unlike in Awakening, where you literally wake up in a field and a guy says, Hey, I just found you asleep in a field. That's a very um, tactician-y wanna... thing to do. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's just like, do you want to you wanna come with us? Oh, look, bandits! And then you sort of go, hey, maybe if you go over there and stab the dude, that'd be a good thing. And he goes, oh my god, I've never heard tactics such as these. You're going to be the tactician of my entire kingdom from now on. Uh, that's pretty much what he says. What?! <laughs> No, so I was hoping you were going to be a pre-established professor of tactics and therefore it made perfect sense why A, you had students and then B, you have 
a position of strategist in the army that you're leading. But no, you're just some random dude who are, you know, found in the wild fighting bandits. And they go, hey, we're all really impressed about the way you fought those bandits. Do you want to, say, join our kingdom, join our army? And then someone just goes, no, no, no. I want you to be a professor at my school. Okay, I'm like 20. And as much as you keep going on about how amazing I am, I can see my stats and I can see my students' stats. And my stats are all E's. And their stats are all E's. And you know, it feels weird to me that as a person who's got no skill in, I think it's axes, I'm teaching people about how to use axes. And I'm just sort of, I'm adding the dialogue in my head, but the teacher keeps walking over and goes, have you tried burying it up to the hilt in that guy's face? <laughs> no, professor. I didn't think of burying my axe up to the hilt in that guy's face. I will totally do that from now on. Thank you, professor. Like, I just feel like I should have better stats than my students in the things that I am trying to teach them. Because if I was learning and I went to my class and it was just like, today we're going to be learning about this level. Yeah, today we're going to be learning history. We're going to learn about the Wars of the Roses. So now I'm going to read chapters one through three of this book. You all read chapters one through three. And then I guess I'll tell you what they said once I have read them. Yeah. You wouldn't be particularly impressed with your professor, would no, you? this is the thing, because it tells me, you, like, they've done both things wrong. Like, in Final Fantasy VII, Cloud was the same level as everybody else, but they made him seem like uh, an experienced mercenary, because all of the tutorial stuff is Cloud explaining stuff to everyone else. Yeah. yeah. And that really works. And that really works. Or you could have done the opposite thing, where, I guess, kind of like... Awakening, I swear there's, there are other ones of doing it, where you have a really powerful character who is the player character, but you actually don't get to use them because they're the professor yeah. and they're just telling people what to do. And it's only like later on in the game you actually get access to your own character. I don't know when I would like that, that. that. I would really like that. Because actually, yeah, if your character was just there, like, okay, so... Because the thing is, it's like you have this thing of one of the early ones, so apart from the bandit fight, when you actually join... So you join the um, school and you're being given, uh, put in charge of one of the classes. Also, also, do you have to just like, she's like, oh yeah, we needed a professor. So you seemed like you could be a professor, a uh, random kid of guy we've just met. A guy they know. Who used to work for yeah, us. Used to work for him, yeah. No, no, guy, guy who worked for us 20 years mm. ago, who we've just found is still alive when we thought he was dead. And now we've basically conscripted against his will. Oh yeah, you're now a professor. And I'm like, you've literally, you weren't even there. Like, you've been told I'm his child and I was in a fight with bandits where I acquitted myself quite well. And you've made me a professor. Okay, weird, but whatever. Who are the other two professors? Well, there's me. I've been studying runes all my life. I'm reasonably well-aged professor. And I know pretty much all there is to know about runes and how crests work and all the magic stuff about bloodlines and all of that. And I'm like, yeah, seems legit. What about you? Well, I am also someone who studied all of, like, healing. I'm uh, all about magic and faith and all of the stuff in um, the infirmary and everything. And I'm like, yeah, you also seem totally legit here as a professor, even if your personality is not quite professory. Um, what about me? Well, yeah, also, 
I appear to be starting mid-year because everybody is established, right? <laughs> Everybody's in their own classes. They're all established. They all know each other. They've all clearly got a relationship and they've all clearly understand how the school works. I'm not here on day one, term one. I... So why is it that I am being asked which of them I want to be in charge of? Surely, if you've got a vacancy, that's because somebody's left. I don't know. Or you I... couldn't recruit someone. They all know each other because they're all part of like the same clique, aren't they? They're all... Yeah, but they all understand how the school works. And also, they're not all... They're not all joining today because they're not all in this... I mean, also, how does this school work when... It's an officer academy. That's why everyone's at different ages and everything. Yeah, I think I I think that's all right. I think it's understandable. It does seem weird, though, where they go, oh, we need you to fulfil one space. And they go, that means you get a choice of which class. It's like, no, if if you've just got the one space for me to fill that you desperately need to fill... You should have had it yeah. all already planted out. It seems weird why I get the choice of who I um I do like teaching for. I mean, the thing is, I think one line that could have fixed it, which I don't think was in it, and if it is, I absolutely apologise to the makers, but one line that could have fixed it is when you encounter the three leaders of the three factions, mm. if they said, we are on our way to the school, right? If we are going to the school... Are they not even on their way? Have they not even... Are they not? No, no, they're literally not on their way. They're out doing exercises, oh, right? Okay, that can... This is the thing. They said, okay, we were at the school as part of classes and we were out doing exercises with the knights protecting us and then the knights ended up in a bandit fight because we got attacked and actually we didn't realise some of the bandits had slipped round the back and they attacked us so we ran away because we were outnumbered and we've run away to your village, which is where you're staying at, mercenary people, and then you've helped us fight them off, right? Mm-hmm. And that's fine-ish, but it means that they're already in the school. They're already established as being in the school, because otherwise, how could they be on a school trip? I mean, if they were going to the school, if it was just a case of the knights are escorting us to the school, mm. and then you had an opening ceremony cutscene of some sort, I'd have had no issue with it. Mm. But it seems not. It does seem that they've been there for a while. It does seem like they already go to the school. But oh, there's also just a thing of... if you, You're absolutely right, though. If I'm the professor, I should start with C rank in most things or thereabouts. And I shouldn't be given control until there is an actual legitimate fight, right? Because the first fight that you do after the bandit thing is a mock battle. Mm. And that mock battle is between all three of the houses. Why is it in the teachers as well? Yeah, why? Why is the teacher fighting in the battle? (laughs) Well, the teacher giving the strategies and the orders. That's the central character, and they want you to raise the central character to use. But it makes no, it makes no sense in context of the story, does it? Yeah. No, it really doesn't, and it's just a bit stupid that you're you're like, okay, students, you have to fight your teachers who are all controlling another group of students. Mm. It's just a bit weird. But then, like, you get told, oh, okay, we found some bandits and the knights have basically surrounded them in this bottleneck so that your students will be able to experience a real fight Jesus, and the bandits can all so be killed sadistic. by it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's literally the second fight. The second fight is that you're, you're the knights have... There have been bandits who've done a... Th- the bandits that attacked you in the first prologue have been found, cornered, bottlenecked in this valley and then you are tasked with going and murdering all of them because it isn't a fight if you're that they're they're all trapped in a valley it's murder it's not really a warfare situation it is like you've got to get your students the taste of human blood get out there and kill people 
Just go and kill all those people, and you're going to be quite motivated to kill them, because I suppose they're the bandits that tried to kill you in the prologue. And you kind of go, well, yeah, I'm motivated to defend myself when they're trying to kill me, but when they're, you know, trapped in a valley surrounded by a much larger force, and I'm sure most of them would surrender if you offered them prison sentences rather than execution, um, that's different. But anyway, point is, at that point as well, you shouldn't need to be in the battle. You shouldn't, because... You're there directing them, and that's sort of fine. And again, most of these ones, early game, you shouldn't need to be in the battle. And having you with higher stats would be fine. If you didn't start off as common a level one, if you started off as, like, actually a job role in a beginner class at level five or ten, right, and they gave you access to your character when you actually found a reasonable reason to do so. Because, again, there's a later battle where... um after you've done legitimate battles that you weren't expecting to be involved in, um, there is a battle where your school gets attacked and no one was expecting it. And if the professor was just like, now nah, I'm going to hang back and tell you what to do, no, yeah. that doesn't make sense. But actually, it's perfectly reasonable for the professor to come in and fight then, and that could be the first fight you actually have access to. Yeah. Them. And having that professor slightly better than all the people, but then actually, once you get away from my specialties... I shouldn't be able to be being your, like, tutor about this thing or that thing. And that's perfectly reasonable. But the fact that we all start at level one and we all start as commoners or nobles and we all start at rank E is kind of stupid. Mm -hmm. It's just a bit annoying, you know? Absolutely. Ugh. Like, yeah, it is dumb, but, like, you've got to find some reason why these people respect them. Even if their stats are low, have them do something miraculous. There's going to be this whole bloodline, you're the mark of destiny person anyway so why not just like, yeah no you do have the mark of yeah, destiny you do, so but the thing is have them do you something don't... cool actually if you'd done the mark of destiny thing in the first bit and that that's why they made you a professor mm. i actually wouldn't really mind because again now we can move on to the fact that the thing in this game is crests and oh my god do they use the word crest a lot <laughs> like there's a whole cutscene where crests are explained where it's Every third word is just crest. Crest, 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 crest. Who has the crest. best teeth out of all of the three houses. So, the thing about that, though, is that um, you are discovered to have, like, oh my god, the crest of the king of the liberation, who's also called Nemesis, because he's the guy who um, fought all the demons and managed to save the world and then got corrupted by his own power and had to be executed because he became a bit power mad, right? And as such, his crest hasn't been seen since and the sword of amazing creation has not been used by anyone because we've never found someone with that crest and we've just locked it up, right? And then it's found that you've got that crest and you can use the sword of creation. Oh, wow, that's fantastic. That's the reason you should be a fucking professor. Because the thing is, there's a whole plot line about how crests are genetic but they're not always inherited. It's, it's not a definite thing, right? And actually, one of my students is the heir to his house because he's got a minor version of the crest. He's not got a full version, he's got the minor version, but his elder brother had no crest whatsoever mm. and they disowned him. Whoa. Right? That's actually the, been the whole plot of the battle that I was fighting last month, mm. right? Is that you disowned him because he had no crest. Mm. And actually, the families cling to power by having the crests because the crests grant them special abilities and allow them to use the ten god weapons, mm. right? 
So actually, it vaguely makes sense why the people in power all have crests and they're all really, really concerned with bloodlines. And if you were found to have the crest of the gods, you absolutely, within the story, would be a perfectly understandable candidate to be just promoted way beyond your capability based on your bloodline. And I would have thought that would be a really nice way of commenting on what a ridiculous genealogical bullshit this society runs on, right? But they don't, because they only find that out after you've already been a professor for a while. You've been a professor for like two months before they find this out. It might even be three or four months before they even realise that you've got the fucking I am destined to save the world crest. But you know, if someone has the destined to save the world crest and you make them professor, that's a legit thing to have done. Yeah, especially since even this is if a holy they're order. shit it's at like everything. It's a religious order, isn't it? So they're like, yeah, it is. And that's the other thing, is it's a case of... She keeps saying things like, Now that you're a member of the church, I hope you will equip yourself well and learn the names of the saints. I'm like, I'm a member of the church because apparently it comes with the job. But I could not tell you the name of the goddess we worship the minute I was in the job. I couldn't have told you the names of the saints. I don't know what we even believe in. I apparently don't even know fucking history of the continent. So it's just really weird when we have these conversations and the the archbishop keeps saying, as a member of the church, I hope you will not embarrass us during the ceremony. And it's like, I don't even understand the ceremony. I don't know what the ceremony's about, what is happening, why I'm even here. It's just kind of weird. But again, if they'd said, you have the bloodline crest and that's why we've promoted you beyond all sane reasoning. You know, what? that's why you are both younger than half your bloody students and most of them are better at the things that they are doing than you. Mm. Like, I am not qualified to instruct anyone at anything because my swordsman is now a better swordsman than me <laughs> and my main area is swordsmaning, <laughs> right? I am focusing personally on swordsmaning and authority and I have people in my class who are better than me at both those things. <laughs> so... It's just kind of like, really, I'm still going to be the professor. And unless you say it's because of the crest, it's just kind of silly. Yeah. And that's why it sort of annoyed me there. But again, the crest thing is fine. But And I I really hope they're going to comment on the fact that bloodline-based genealogy rule is stupid. I do. Well, because any it's kind of inherited position or inherited wealth, that's the thing. You could extend yes, it to anything. Exactly. It's like an item that you get. So yeah, that makes sense, doesn't it? Sort of like, oh, you've inherited this stuff, ergo you're important. It's almost like that would be really vital today to get a bit of art that talks about how inherited positions are bull. Yeah, yeah, it might also be a really great commentary. But um, the thing is, it does work within the universe. because yeah, you actually do you get superpowers. Bl- you have the crests. It's like, it's like, okay, so the only reason... The thing is... A lot of the time in these sort of stuff. So, um, Game of Thrones, recent example. Uh, if you don't know Game of Thrones, basic rundown of what I'm going to talk about is the fact that the Targaryens are in charge. The reason the Targaryens are in charge is because their bloodline allows them to be both immune to fire and talk to dragons. And when you have a war, the dude who can talk to dragons and have them fight for you is generally the dude that won the war. Yeah, although... Which means he's the one in charge. They, they do do a good job of subverting that. But yeah, that was the main reason why the Targaryens were in charge, is that they happened to have dragons, 
and dragons that were supremely yeah. loyal to them. So it, in the end, it's yeah. hard to uh, to beat that with an army. Yeah, and this is the thing. There are several other examples of um, people who are in charge from bloodlines. There's a novel series that I, I've read where the um, so the the royal family have a genetic trait which means that they can read minds, mm. not to the level of like reading direct thoughts, but they can read people's emotions and whether or not they're trustworthy or you know dishonest, and this allowed them to both firstly know who to trust and to get into power fairly easily but also to be a wise and benevolent ruler because you know you rule the court you know that whole traditional you bring you're the, you're the highest court in the land so if anything's gone to dispute and is raised to you you appear to be a fucking godlike genius because it's just like no no he's the guilty party he's the one telling the truth and you always turn out to be right yep. and absolutely that bloodline is going to keep you in charge you know, that is going to really help. And so any time where you've got something that's a genetic thing that makes you predisposed to be generally better than a normal person, it does make sense to me why those are the people in charge and the royal family bloodline is kind of a deal, right? Mm -hmm. So it does make sense within the context of the universe. And actually, I just think it would have been a great thing to have done. But one of the things they are doing is pointing out how horrible the society ends up being where everyone's just obsessed with not whether or not like you're the best archer in the universe. You could be the best archer in the country and you will still not be considered the best archer because Jeff, who is a medium archer, has a crest. <laughs> that, that, is, that is literally half of the dialogue choices I'm having. People who don't have crests are often complaining that because they don't have a crest, they're not considered anything. There is also a person in my class who would have just loved to have been a commoner who joined the church and did what she could for the poor, but they did a quick check, found that she had a crest, and as such, she's in officer school. <laughs> just just cause, because you, you have a crest, of course. So you've you got to, to be one of the leaders of society. Ooh, yeah. You've got a major crest. What the fuck? You can't be a commoner. We can't waste your potential. Yep, got to ennoble so, you. Yeah, yeah. Also, oh my God, her backstory. Oh my God, it was depressing. Because, so... Her, her noble who, house. Who is this? Just so the, we know. This is Mercedes. Mercedes I was trying to avoid saying that because of that. No, no, yeah. They'd be spoilers. Yeah, no. So. Yeah, yeah. So her, her background was that she basically was a noble family, and then the father dies, mm. right? And the quite a poor family, and the mother, because it's a pretty chauvinistic society. Although it doesn't appear to be, frankly, women are all fighting and being crest holders because crest is more important than whether or not you're a man mm. which is admittedly quite nice i do find it really annoying when um there isn't a legit you know when people like to pretend that there was some sort of um racial or gender or you know social in social equality when you're like you're like no things were pretty horrible in the past a lot of the time so i'm glad there's a reason why people are just like nope yeah we're basing this on crests rather than gender yep seems well, legit yeah. But uh, that, anyway. the thing is there is like sometimes people don't want to be reminded about that and this isn't the past. No, no, I'm fantasy. fully aware. I'm fully aware that this isn't a historical but game and I quite the, like the fact that it's been like Yeah, the that. other thing is like if it's if it's there and you don't explore it, like if we're talking about Game of Thrones a bit earlier, at least Game of Thrones explores Oh, they explore the, it. Yeah, I the like the negative that. part of their patriarchy and actually has um 
like they're more patriarchal than like most patriarchal societies that we can equivocate them to because of like actual mm. historical reasons in the past. Like there's yes. like there was literally like a big old war where the winner just said, "Okay, we're going to be extra misogynist now." They literally yeah. had it written into law, like women cannot inherit <laughs> oh. stuff. I would love if that was purely fiction. Which is why everything's um, so different in Dawn. I don't want to get... We've gotten thrown off, but I do have to say, that's why everything's uh, so different in Dawn. We're not talking about Because Dawn never got involved in all that. Just just saying. Mm. <laughs> anyway, point I was... Uh, point I was saying, Chris. Right, so, yeah, Mercedes family, for some reason the mother couldn't really support them. So the mother then remarried into a different family who was on the up um, and married him. The minute she'd had a son... Mm. And they checked, and this son had the crest. The guy disowned both Mercedes and his wife, who's Mercedes' wow. mother, kicked them out of the castle, and was just like, "No, no, I'm keeping my male heir with the major crest of your house now." Oh. Fuck you! It's you, we've we've now got your crest in our bloodline. That was literally the reason I married you. Now you can fuck off. You have no use. Oh, that's awful. And so Mercedes and her mother were penniless, disowned nobles who then ended up being helped by the church. And so, yeah, she was going to enter in the church and then, oh, you've got a great crest. And then they were just like, no, no, you've got a crest. Therefore, you have to go to officer school. And she said, I don't want to be here. I don't want to have to do this. I would much rather... Like Her, her little support conversation was basically just her saying... I try to help out with the poor and I try to do this and I try to basically do what I, what I would have loved to have done, which is just to have, you know, been a church, uh, run a church in a small village and tried to help the people of that village. Mm. It's just my thing. So, yeah, um, I like the I like the way they are exploring this, but I do think there's a several times where I was just like, the plot could have been a little better tweaked with this. Mm-hmm. But... The thing was, so I did play it and it was annoying me a lot of the ways of this sort of thing. But also, a lot of the stuff, it was partially because it wasn't explaining things very well either. And it was just sort of like only explaining things a couple of times after it would have been useful. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't that, like, the the tutorials were okay, but also you, you didn't really know what to go for or focus on or anything. And I felt a bit lost at first until I got my head around it. And then I discovered the main thing that really bothered me in the game, once I got my head around it, it's that there are several things that you need to know for stuff that you can't know unless you're on that specific menu. Ooh. Right? So, if you're on someone's status, what you can do is you can view their skills, which shows you what they've got an aptitude for and what they haven't, Mm. right? So if you've got someone who's an aptitude for swords and lances, but not bows, and you've got another person who's got an aptitude for swords and bows, but not lances, you can think, ooh, I wonder what sort of classes I should move these guys towards. You know, what should I start training them in? Because you do need to sort of work that out in advance if you're going to sort of aim for specific classes. Because classes unlock at levels. So at level 10, you get intermediary. At level 20, you get advanced. And at level 30, you get master classes, mm-hmm. right? And if you want to be an A rank in the three or four things you need to unlock the masterclass, you kind of need to know a bit in advance. Or you might want to know, hey, I want to be this for that class. Da, da, da. So it sort of makes sense that you want to know what you want to be moving towards. You don't want to just sort of go, fuck it, I'll play to my strengths and hope that there's a class. 
Because also, you can only play to two strengths at a time, and most people have four. Mm. Right? So, if you're good at... like, So, I've got a character who's good at swords, lances, riding, and flying. Mm. I need to know where I'm going to head her towards. And I had a look, and I was like, right, so at the intermediary level, she could either be a a cavalier with lances and riding, or lances and flying to be a Pegasus Knight. There is no advanced Pegasus Knight class. The only advanced flying class uses axes. She's not good at axes. Therefore, she doesn't want to be a Wyvern Rider. Therefore, I want to switch her from Pegasus Knight at intermediary to Paladin at advanced. And then after that, there is like an ultimate Pegasus Knight at master level. So I'll switch her back to flying at that point. So I've got, I've got this plan in my head. But the problem is, so when you are looking at their status, you can see their pluses and minuses at their skills, and you can see what classes they have available. Mm. But to find out what the requirements of those classes are, you have to go to an entirely different menu. And therefore, you have to basically memorize what the skills they have are to then look at the classes. Or you have to memorize the classes' requirements and then go to look at the skills menu. And then the goals for their study, you have to set them two subjects to study. And like I say, you can only do two at a time. So you have to sort of either make... Because again, you can't look at what goals they're looking for at the same time as you're looking at what their skills are. So it's just are. needlessly difficult to do everything. But you have when to you're picking goals... Write down. Yeah. So I'm basically having to do this stupid fucking mantra. Whenever I want to do Ingrid, I have to sort of look at her skills page and then go... And then while I'm muttering under my breath while I'm going to two other different bloody menus... Swords, lances, riding, flying. Swords, lances, riding, flying. Swords, lances, riding, flying. Swords... And they're just doing that! It's a bloody irritant. Don't you- there's just there's not a nice sort of comprehensive thing, and I could write it down on my computer. Mm. But again, I was trying to do this with less spreadsheeting, considering how much spreadsheeting I did for the last two mm. games. But you know, it's just it it just got a bit. It was annoyingly clunky, right? Yeah, yeah. I, that's yeah. That's like basic UI one hundred and one is when people have to make decisions, make sure that they have all the information they need in front of them. Exactly. It's like, I can understand not wanting to clutter your menus, but if there's something that you need to know before you make a decision, have it appear. Just have it sort of like you're picking their study, here are their stats while you pick that, would be, like, kind of vital. The other thing that sort of bothered me a little as well was that you can do certain activities within your school when you've got free time, right? And so you can like go to choir practice and you can have dinner with a student or you can uh, go and train with a teacher or you can go and uh, like submit a student to go into a fighting tournament, things like that. And actually, you know, I don't mind that. I like the whole, you've got all these activities, but those activities, um, they don't really tell you what they do. Do they not tell you? And what you find out when you do them, (laughs) you know? And, and actually, there's usually a mission or a plot or something that means you have to do each of them at least once. But because it's not written down anywhere, I'm having to try and remember. And there's like seven of the da- different activities. And I was just like, right, okay, so, so cooking. If I cook with a student and make a meal, that won't help their motivation, but it will raise my support rank. If I go to lunch with them, 
then I will get my support rank up and I will increase their motivation. If I go to the choir with them, I will learn the skill, I will get more faith and I will get more authority, but I will not get motivation, but I will get support. If I then go to the other one, I will get a professor increase rank, but I won't get, it's like that. Mm. It's just, it just doesn't, it, it's just not written down. It should just, I just really wish it would just be like, okay, if you go to the choir, you will get faith, authority, social, and professor rank up. If you go to the um, cooking, you will get stat bonuses, you'll get support, but you won't get motivation or professor points. If you have lunch with them, you won't get professor points, but you will get motivation. Things like that, you know, it just it's just really annoying to have to try and memorize everything. Yeah. When actually you could just and the you don't other even thing need to is, say just like have like a list of all those stats and like up arrows and non up arrows yeah or just when you're what selecting what it's just oh uh, just a forecast or something would have been easy but the other one is like i could again i could write all this down but that seems like a needless and irritant well, especially since for me to sit down and write everything down for this 10 isn't minutes. like a, a board game or like a, a a tabletop rpg this is a videos game yeah. This is video's game, and so it should assist us with stuff like that. And the thing is also, um, the major problem with playing this a day after release is, of course, that, um, oh my god, the internet really wants you to think that they've got information, they but don't. they're adding it in as fast as they can play yeah. it. So, like, I'm, I'm basically, like, I looked at something, and something was called, like, the nine things we wanted to know about, we wish we knew about Fire Emblem before we started Three Houses. Yeah, it's... It's literally empty. It's literally a placeholder page because they don't have nine things. They don't know what they are that they wish they'd have known because they haven't fucking played it yet. There's literally a load of game journalists all sat down playing as quickly as fucking possible, making notes and then yelling at someone else in the other room to type them up and put them on the webpage. Because I was looking for help with chapter six because, um, so chapter six, there's a moment where it said, if you do this, the month will end. I was on day three. If the month ended then and there, I would have lost like two whole weeks of teaching Mm and four events and i was like surely the time skip isn't just going to be 23 days because of course you found her on the third but actually we scripted it for the 30th i was hoping it's going to be like persona where if you do the mission early you can just do the rest of the min the month without the pressure of the mission right (laughs) and i wanted to just google to see if that was the case and literally the guide goes up to chapter three and chapter sorry chapter five chapter six is a text that isn't a hyperlink. You can't click it because they haven't played it yet because they're literally playing it at the same rate I am. And when I looked, I was looking for things you can do in the monastery and what each of those things do. And there were plenty of pages that told me that they were going to tell me, but they didn't because they don't know because they're all playing it. (laughs) So yeah, that was another one where I was just getting a bit annoyed because all the things in the monastery that I was doing... I was either having to try and remember what they did or... And because they do, like, three or four things each, it was sort of annoying to me that I... It wasn't... Like, I thought... I thought, I'm sure this could put motivation up. No, it doesn't. Okay, fine. Whatever. But, um... Yeah, so I know I'm talking... I'm making a lot of complaints. But as I say, it annoyed me a lot at first. And there's a lot of things that need sort of quick fixing. But I do really like the game once I got past all, all that. that. stuff, yeah. But, yeah. 
But no, one of the last things... Yeah. No, I was going to say, one of the last things that did annoy me was... um, there isn't an intermediary. Cl- there's a lot less classes, mm. like, and there's quite a few not intermediary ones. And also, the game is. I don't know because again, there's no like stat sheets up or things online. But the game has basically told me that if you're in a more advanced class, you will get better stat ups. Mm. That is in the game's little help guide yeah, thing, yeah. which means that it is absolutely abandon your class the minute you are a high enough level to go to the next. Yeah, it seems one, that way. Which is what I've been doing, right? Because I don't want to level up while I'm in a lower class and get lower stats. So I've been immediately jumping up to the next one. And if someone gets to the right level to class up, because you can only class up by taking an exam, you can't do it mid-battle like you used to be able to, that person basically takes a back step and doesn't participate in the rest of the fight, Mm. is how I've been playing it. And that's mostly been fine. But the thing is, I don't feel like there's enough classes. There certainly doesn't feel like as many as there used to be, especially now, classes come in four tiers. Mm. You know, beginner, intermediary, advanced, and master. Because actually, there are only like eight classes in each tier. Whereas before, there were only two tiers. There was basic and advanced, right? So actually, the fact that um, the hero is an advanced... You've got like... From Myrmidon, you could be a hero or a swordsmaster... Whereas in the old one, all three of those were advanced and they were all equivalencies that would focus on different things. Heroes were tankier where, and um, had access to axes. Uh, Myrmidons were really high in like evasion, whereas swordsmen were really high in skill and had skills that hit multiple times and things like that. They all did different things. But now, because they've stretched out the number of tiers without increasing the number of classes... Mm-hmm. Your options are basically pick a weapon and then that's three advances on that weapon. Mm. And then the fourth one is usually, but now you're on a horse. <laughs> the fourth one is basically, everyone's final one is, yeah. I'm on a horse. <laughs> no, yeah, no. of the eight final classes, six of them are just the previous class, but now you're on a horse. I, it does seem that way. Everyone's been saying how eventually inventory get left behind because you've got these quite big maps. So everyone eventually has to end up on a horse in order to compete and move as one. Yeah, that's that's absolutely what I've been feeling as well. And um, that's not necessarily that bad a thing always, but it is just this thing of like um, that you get as well. Like there's not anywhere near enough mixing of. Do you know what really bothered me? So when you were the basic class is either noble or commoner, and. The basic class has access to no bonuses, but you have access to both weapons and magic. Now, I promoted up to a soldier because I was good at lances, but I'd also learned fire magic, and I'd found it quite useful to have my sword, uh, my lancer, you know, occasionally when he couldn't reach the enemy, popping out the fire magic, or oh, I'm up against a tank who my lance isn't going to pierce, I'll just pop out the fire magic. He wasn't great at magic, but it kind of was nice to have. As soon as I became a soldier, he's incapable of using yeah. magic. It's just annoying. But no, that was no, always you should be the able to use it. Classes, though, wasn't it? Yeah, is that it? Lo- no, the thing is, when I'm a soldier, I can use lances. But you know, I can also use swords. <laughs> I can. You're not restricting me from using my sword, even though this is a lance-only class. Oh, so you can still. use But you the are sword. restricted. Yes, but I can't use my magic. That's weird. 
for no fucking okay, reason. If you had another, and... ca- if, if if it just if the, the soldier class was just for lances and excluded all else, I'd understand. But it's like, oh no, randomly you can use your sword as well. But now and your axe and your fists. Really? My archer walks around. My archer walks around punching people <laughs> because it's actually quite useful. But on the other hand, can't use the magic that he's learnt because he's learnt. Frickin' lightning. I think he learnt thunder magic, and he can't use it. But what he can do is put his bow down and punch a dude in the face. Surreal. Because that makes sense. And no, commoners and nobles can use magic. But then, you promote into the next class, right? The next class after... The beginner classes are... Do you want to use swords? Do you want to use lances? Or do you want to use axes, bows, and fists? That's the third one. That's literally one class. Right? So it goes, do you want to be a swordsman? Do you want to be a lancer? Do you want to be one of the other three options for physical damage, including range? Or do you want to be a monk? Monks who learn both faith and black magic, right? But the monk is literally the only class that can cast magic. Which means that if you want to be a physical fighter with access to magic, you can't. The next one is intermediary. Intermediary, you get to the point where you can go... Okay, right, now I can specialise a bit more. So instead of just one class for bows, axes and brawler, it's now spread. There's one of each. But on the other hand, I still can't use magic in any of those. Also, the mage is now split between I can do magic or faith magic. Okay, fine, black, you know, you can split that at this point as well. But you still can't do magic as anything other than either a warlock or a frickin' priest. Hmm. It's just... Why can't I have a person who's good at physical abilities but also can heal? A good good at physical abilities but also can pop a lightning magic out when he needs to. And and I looked through and actually there aren't any. You just get to the end and you're either a magic class or a physical class. And I don't understand why you can't do both. And also I didn't see like I didn't I can't remember because I haven't memorized all of them, but I didn't see any classes until master level who could do Actually, I don't even remember if there was any a master level who could do both magic and physical. Oof, it looked like it was one or the other the whole way through. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just really it's fun because actually the class that can do both. Well, this is the thing: the advanced version of Pegasus Knight in the previous games, you can either go full on hardcore. I am a lancer. Hear me, lance. And I think you can also wield one of the other physical weapons as well. Or it might have been bows. No, that was it. it was lances and bows is one route. And the other route was lances and staves, so you can heal. Mm. So you either end up being a flying healer with a spear or a flying bow user with a spear. And that were your two options. But now, it doesn't look like that's the case. It looks like you have to just be either mage or not mage. And I just think that's a bit of a problem as well. So, like I say, I, I find a lot of it getting a bit like, oh, just a quick change, just one more thing. And that would be great. But and I know I've moaned about it almost the entire time we've been talking. But the thing is, ev- everything that's good about it can be summed up as it's a Fire Emblem game. <laughs> so it's still just basic Fire Emblem goodness. Well, the thing is, it's a good Fire Emblem mm. game. The stats aren't fucked up. The classes really work. You're getting a reasonable amount of people. Um, the characters are, in my class at least, half decent. and it just It all sort of works quite well. The thing that bothers me a bit, though, is um, the school stuff. Now, every month you can explore on your off days the school. 
and every month there are different items dropped in various mm. places. That means that every fucking month I have to scour the school top to bottom. And this is the bit I mentioned earlier about the tedium. Mm -hmm. Because I don't want to have to look through 20 fucking dormitories because sometimes they have items in, but one will have an item in, maybe two every month. And you have to look at every single bloody one. And I'm just like, no, no, I don't want to have to keep looking every time because it's boring. It takes like an hour and a half every month for me to scour the whole school, find all the items, return the lost ones to all the relevant people and find every bonus and do all the little things. It's just like, I, I said yesterday to, to my wife that the major problem is I want to be playing the battles and then I want to be doing the off time admin and usually in fire emblem that's quite balanced you're doing your admin you're moving your weapons around you might be promoting classes or you're deciding who's going to be doing what specialty and then you go back to the battles in this there is that but there's also this huge swathe of the game which is not anywhere near the interesting of persona because with persona you're either grinding in the dungeons or doing the bosses and the fights and everything or you're doing the social side during the day and both are great <laughs> Both are fantastic, and you're not usually doing one long enough before you switch to the other to get bored yeah. of it, right? And that's the beauty of the Persona games. Whereas with this, you are totally in the school, faffing and doing admin way past the point of tedium to the point where you actually just want to go and have a Fire Emblem mm -hmm. battle. Which, you know, I do a Fire Emblem battle once a month, and that is about an hour's battle for every hour and a half worth of admin... 45 minutes of cutscenes and about half an hour of choosing your people's abilities and learning tasks and everything. Hmm. And that that does sort of just just grates on you quite a bit. But yeah. yeah. So, we've gone about 20 minutes now over <laughs> over time. Oh, but I was going to talk about the good things. Well, now. I tell you what, when you've played more you can tell us about we'll the come good things and hopefully you'll have at least done one route so you can tell us about everything. So until... I, to be fair, I want to talk about all the other characters because there's so many of them now, but also there's a lot of them that are really good and a lot of them are horrible. And there's some of them that you think are good and then you turn out that they're not good because <laughs> there was one of them. So I was, I thought, oh, I quite like Ingrid. Ingrid's quite nice. She's the Pegasus Knight slash, um, you know, Cavalier that I've been talking yeah. about. And then I discovered in one of her cutscenes that she's a big old racist. And then I had a Just look. Just like in real and life. Literally, and literally in her dislikes, there's one of her dislikes is the people of this nation. Jesus Christ. This one specific nation. It's literally listed in her dislikes. I'm fully aware there's a plot reason why she doesn't like them. I'm fully aware that there's a this and that and the other. But the fact that she's a racist and is just constantly being a big racist... It really kind of makes me feel uncomfortable and I'm just sort Praying of going, yeah, I don't, I don't like her now. I don't, I don't really feel like I can enjoy playing this character or having this character around who's a big racist mm. and it's really And I'm a bit tired me. of, um, even if you do spend time helping her get over it, I'm a bit tired of us giving all of the time and focus on racists overcoming their racism rather than the victims of racism overcoming the pain of the racism inflicted upon them. That's the thing. I would much rather hang out with my student who is being suffering mm. for years all of this racism. And I've been hanging out with him because I like mm. him. He's great. And then whenever I hang out with her, 
she's kind of a bitch about him and it's all being racist and I'm kind of just going, I know my support conversation will probably help you get over your racism and learn to think that the people who did the horrible thing were from the country does not mean everyone from the country is going to do the horrible thing. Because that's basically the lesson she's going to learn. She's going to learn that, say, you know, if a French person punches me, that does not mean all French people will punch me and therefore I hate all of them. It means that I met one French person who was a dick, probably irregardless of where they were born and raised, right? That's the situation at hand. That's what she's got to learn. And it's kind of a childish lesson for me to be teaching a 19-year-old. Hmm. So yeah, that means I'm sort of... But no, if you're going to join the blue team, be a woman. Plenty of people. Oh yeah, we'll, talk, we'll definitely talk about that next episode in that the blue team, I had a look through them before we started talking, do look like a lot of sexy dudes. And sadly, yeah. sadly, that is also the thing I have to comment on is that for men loving men there is not a lot of choices in this game there is one bisexual character yeah, one bisexual who dude will, will only go out with the main whereas, male characters whereas there are four bisexual yeah. women which is nice many of whom are awesome yeah they are awesome no I'm, I'm, I'm very much happy about the increase in the bisexuality numbers I just kind of feel like if we're going to stop having the one token lesbian and the one token gay character, although actually, no, they were both bi, yeah. weren't they? In the pre- or, or was one of them gay and one no, of them bi? No, they were both bi in Fates, if you're talking about All right, both yeah. bi. Yeah. Again, um, I liked the fact that, like, you look at uh, Dragon Age. Dragon Age started off having all this controversy because it had bi characters mm. and straight characters. And then eventually in Dragon Age Inquisition, they finally had a character who was just full-on yeah, gay. Yeah, two full-on gay characters. And that's also fine. Yeah. yeah, that's great. As well as several bi characters. Mm. And that's also great. And then you just kind of go, look, if you're going to introduce all these bi characters, that's fine. I wouldn't mind if you'd put a gay character or two in as well. That would be nice. But the fact is, four women are okay with dating women, but only one man will date a man. And a that's just Apparently in the not... current epilogue, it says that you got married to someone else anyway, which is... Bullshit. Really? Yeah. I don't mind spoiling oh, up you because that's that is... nasty just in case you end up accidentally doing that route. I don't want you to be disappointed. As far as I remember, I don't like the character that's the um, same-sex male route, mm. though. Like, is... Was it, I can't remember what team he was in. I think he's a golden deer. Hold that on. wouldn't surprise me. This is important me. enough that I'm no, Googling yeah, go ahead. it. Yeah, so. that wouldn't surprise me because, yeah, the golden deer does look like, hey, we're the bisexual team. <laughs> Yeah, bisexual characters in three houses. Da, 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 da. Um, come on, stupid bloody internet. Right, yeah. Okay, so... Same-sex relationship. It is uh, Lindhart of the Black Eagles. So it's ah, so it's Black Eagles who has the, the one for men. Yeah, yeah male the only male one is Lindhart of the Black Eagles whereas yeah that's the only men loving men one and which one was Lindhart Lindhart of the Black Eagles is oh god yeah he shit <laughs> okay now that you've said that I remember thinking that now I remember thinking that because uh, I, I actually looked Lindhart up who was bisexual I looked up who was bisexual beforehand just to make sure I knew uh, not to get my hopes up with certain people. I'm just people. looking at, and, at his face. He's a but yeah. 
It's not. No, it's not about his face. It's about his personality. I wouldn't he's surprise a, me. Yeah, but then he's a. I don't shit. mind then because uh, for Black Eagles, I'm all in for Eldgard. Uh, oh, oh, should we do some quick shipping there? <laughs> all right. So Black e- just before we go, Black Eagles. I am. Yeah, I'm all in for Eldgard as well. Although actually, I I rather find Bernadetta kind of cute as is. Oh yeah, yeah. Current. I also actually really like Dorothea. To be fair, I think going female Black Eagles, there are a lot of nice ladies in Black Eagles, but I don't know them that well because I've not spent much time with them. Petra's all right, although I don't like the fact that they've not let her speak English properly because she's a foreigner. What? And other foreigners can speak English perfectly well. Like, the foreigner of the Blue Lions doesn't speak in disjointed English that doesn't make proper sense or have real sentences. Um... Caspar's a bit of a dick. So, male, who would I go for as a man? Oh, Ferdinand, probably, because I don't like Lindhart, and I don't like Caspar, and I really don't like Huber. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to go for Ferdinand, and the women is difficult. Elgard, possibly, but I do like Dorothea, and I do like Bernard. Well, I think Elgard's the only I one do like you Petra. can romance as a lady. Uh, I... Oh yeah, but I'm going yeah, to be yeah. a male when I go to. Black I do Eagles. like Petra. If I if I had to pick out of all of them and I'd played as a guy, I'd go with Petra. You'd yeah. pick Petra. Petra seems cool. Yeah, I like Petra a lot, but I'd like to say I, my only problem with Petra is just the fact they gave her disjointed yeah. English. Um, I am all in with Dimitri and the Blue Lions. I am just so yeah, deep into Dimitri, Dimitri is totally that it's not type, even funny. So that's not surprising. He is. He is totally my type. He is the tortured, I did a bad thing, mm. but it was a pragmatic thing I had to do, and now I'm trying to make the world a better place, but I'm doing it in a pragmatic way that involves bloodshed. I'm like, this is exactly my mm. type. Also, he wears black armor, blue capes, and blonde hair. It's amazing. Yeah. I love him. But um, I'm just, I, I've been spending my entire time just trying to get him to marry me. Um... Dudu, I like, except everything about him I really like. Personality, appearance, that bloody earring is the only thing that makes him a deal. Earring. It's a deal breaker. It's a deal breaker <laughs> earring. Can you, I'll right? marry you, but can you please get rid of that giant fucking earring? Oh, I know, I know. Felix, right? Felix, um, so my wife was like, Felix, surely you want to go Felix for him does as an look option. Why? No, Felix is alright, and I quite like the personality, but he's such a dick to everyone! <laughs> and I'm fully aware that it's like one of those Sunder A, S rank is gonna be that, you know, you, you know, your A rank's gonna be that he actually cares, he's just being a dick, but no, he's just really horrible to everyone! And the more supports of his I do, the more I'm like, no, he's just too openly nasty for me to like him. Uh, Mercedes, I can't get on board with because she's so religious, it physically hurts. And both in the real world, where I'm not really comfortable with very religious people mm. uh, and being in a relationship with them, I have tried it. It's not for me. And in the world of the game, where I'm almost certain that the religion is going to turn out to be <laughs> evil, um, I'm not going to go on board with her. Ash, I... You know what? I could do without the freckles, but I quite yeah. like Ash. Although he's naive as shit, yeah. which is a bit annoying. Um, I liked Annette a lot until she went all girly-girly with um, with Ingrid. Her, her her support with Ingrid was, hey, you know how you're basically concentrating on the night? How much makeup and stuff do you use? And Ingrid goes, just basic hygiene is fine. I don't need to look pretty. I'm concentrating on being a knight. 
And then Annette's just like, no, no, you should be like the prettiest knight. Then you'd be the knight everyone would look up to. And I'm uh, like, oh, don't push makeup on people who don't yeah. want it. Makeup is fine if you choose it. But I have absolutely, I hate the fact that society tells women they have to wear mm. it. It's just ridiculous. Uh, Sylvain is all about womanizing. Not my thing. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Ingrid, I was totally on board with Ingrid until she was all yeah, racist. Yeah, Ingrid turned and then I moved on with my life. You know, so I would say, unfortunately, there are no. I, I thought I liked the three women, but actually, I'd have to go with Annette out of those. So Dimitri and Annette would be mine. What was your blue line uh, choice? Really, I guess other than Dimitri, uh, it would it would actually I'd go with Felix. Yeah, Felix is the only character I like the look of. Don't like anyone else. No, no, female. You've got to pick a male. No, and I a can't. Female. None of the ladies are really for me. Really, ah, not even the lesser of the three evils. <laughs> Nah. Golden Deer, I actually really want to get to know them mm. better because, oh, uh, just quickly going through the men, mm. though. Don't like Ignas. Don't like him at all. He annoys mm-hmm. me. Um, Raphael, again, is like, why do we have to think about things or do anything? We should just have big muscles and punch things. I'm like, no, <laughs> moving on. Um, Lorenz is obsessed with how noble and he is, and he's just such a dick. <laughs> so I'm basically down to... Claude, who isn't really my type, but I have to go with just by process of Claude elimination. Claude is 100% my type, so I've had to pick a guy, yeah. No, I'm fully... I'm f- we we looked at the box together, and um, Holly just said, that's Louise's yeah. pick, immediately pointing to Claude. And I was like, yeah, I know. It's not a difficult choice, no, is my, it? If, if I had to pick um, out the three houses, I'm picking Eldegard, but yeah. Out oh, yeah, of no, the golden deer, saying, yeah. Like, <clears throat> Claude. No, no, we were, we were picking one man and one woman. That was what we were doing. Uh, so, yeah, women-wise in Golden Deer, don't really care for Hilda. She's a bit irritating and sweet, obsessed. It's kind I of think. interesting that she's the um, she's the bodyguard for Claude. <laughs> yeah, she's, she? the, she's get, Claude's bodyguard. I, when you don't spend that much time with them, you don't really yeah, you don't know. know You'll know that probably when you do the Golden Deer one. But you know how uh, Dimitri has a bodyguard who mm. owes Dimitri his life. Yeah, it's the same for all of them. And... Uh, <clears throat> oh yeah, no, I'm fully aware that there's there's two in every group that isn't recruitable. Mm. It's always the main one and their right hand yeah. person. Yeah, Hilda is Claude's right hand person, and it is kind of interesting how like the two other ones have got. I've got this stalwart gentleman who watches out watches out for me, and Claude's like, I got this Vocaloid character. <laughs> yeah, um, Lucia, I don't know her well enough, mm. but she, whenever I've spoken to her, she's either been a horrible person or just been angry mm. so I don't really care for that I didn't think I liked Marianne but the more I find out the more I'm like ooh you're mysterious mm. and <laughs> you've got sunken eyes and you look haunted and I'm sort of going I don't know what her deal is but I want to know <laughs> I am intrigued so until I find out whether Marianne's deal is worth dealing with or not I'm going with Leone because yeah. Leone is the the tomboy who wants to prove that the men can yep. suck it. <laughs> I certainly do like the look of uh, Leone. Leone, if you play as a guy and you play on one of the other th- other two houses, there's generally one character who will come up and ask you. And it's always of the opposite mm. gender to the gender that you pick as your main character. So if you play as a guy, Leon yeah. generally comes to you and saying, hey, I might like to swap over to your one without you having to gain levels in what I want. But if you want to recruit her uh, as a lady then from another house, you need to be good at archery and lances. Mm. Uh, but yeah. yeah, she's pretty cool. And yeah, she'd be easily my pick from the golden... But there yeah. is another area. So, There's the knights. 
I'm not going into that because I don't want to look at spoilers. Okay, so you don't want to look at spoilers. So I'm not going to go into that. I just want to say, I'm kind of irritated that an obvious character is not bisexual. You mean, um, No, Catherine. Oh, I don't care for Catherine. I don't like her. Oh, Catherine. I did at first when... I I think her appearance is cool. I don't really like her weapon. I don't really like her personality. She's mostly just annoying Yeah, because she keeps on breaking all of your (laughs) stuff. As soon as as soon as Shamir came on the scene, I was just like, "You, in my house now." <laughs> but there is no Rhea. Shamir is one hundred percent the one. Though Rhea's bisexual and seems pretty cool. Oh, I don't know because I'm expecting her to be evil at some point, and she's annoying me. And I frankly think she can go and die in a fire <laughs> from her bullshit. She's the so, pope. Uh, she's I, got I, to I talk just, bullshit. I don't like the pope. The pope. <laughs> In Fire Emblem, I'm not going to say anything that could be misconstrued in real life. No, the Pope in Fire Emblem can jump out the bloody window and plummet to her death like the Pope from Fire Emblem Awakening did, for all I care. Let's have an Awakening repeat. Throw her off the balcony. Oh, that's a pity, because I have uh, I have someone I'm following on uh, Twitter called Frogspians, and she's all about main character and Rhea, and just having all the other characters come up to her and go, Professor, are you telling me you fucked the Pope? <laughs> <laughs> and the press is just like, um, <laughs> you did it. I also, I do find it interesting though that they got rid of any pairing up and marrying, intermarrying all of all of the, of the, just the main characters character. you've got. And I think it's literally just the main character. It's just like so the main character just walks in and goes, "Which of my students should I pray on?" Yeah, that's why it only happens after a time skip. But yeah, I'm also aware that that only happens the, as well because of the fact that you're the same age yeah, as them. The uh, the f- the thing about that is, um, I think that's good because one, it lets you focus and not get sidetracked, which is what happened in Fates, like endlessly pairing people off, uh, and lets people have yeah. more like, hey, you know, you know, people can be friends; they don't have to automatically like jump to being lovers or bullshit stuff. Um, and yeah, it also lets you evade the whole thing of. Like, this character will be bisexual, but only bisexual with the main character, because I, as the writer, don't get people who aren't like me. So I can't... Oh, yeah, that's always... I don't know, there is something... The other one that always annoyed me as well, like, fair enough the main character can get with everyone, because the main character's kind of a blank slate and very malleable. But the thing is, when you were pairing people up, Frankly, some people shouldn't get an yes, S rank. Some people should. They just shouldn't. They just shouldn't be able to get married. You shouldn't be able to marry like the old man who's really creepy and a horrible person to Lissa. Yep. Like the little girl. It's just weird yeah. to say, hey, no, in the future they totally, you know, get it on and have kids and it's all not yeah. creepy. Like, no, it's always creepy. But also, not even that, just the personality compatibility. There are just some people where it's just... I'm sorry, but you're basically picking randoms is the yeah. main thing. Because you're, imagine your school class of about 30 people and just say, right, is every guy here going to be acceptably into every girl here enough to get to the point of marriage and vice versa? Yeah, exactly. And it's just not. If you take a standard class of 30 people, you might find one or two compatible couples that would get to yeah. marriage. You'd find a lot more compatible couples that would get to breakups or <laughs> year or so relationships. You know, I can certainly say that, you know, most of them would be willing to fuck, perhaps, 
but certainly not get to the point of making a lifelong commitment which is going to result in a successful relationship and yeah. children. That's not kind of how people work. Mm-hmm. Bad Fire Emblem. Absolutely. Wow, we got sidetracked. Yes, we again. did. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so with that, we can say... <laughs> Uh, let's hope uh, Hugh has a better time. Everything. I'm having a great time. Well, no, no. I really I mean like, is, like it. Having a good time when you're like pairing people off in the in the in the post game with the second half. Let's see how you deal with the second half of the game. Oh. Uh, and we'll see you all next time on the LHC.